from New York City. The Comedy Cellar and Rethink Production present Live from America Podcast. We will make America great again. How about new, you crazy Dutch bastard? Live from America Podcast. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created. No, 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 no. Excuse me. Just so you understand. We can't be the stupid country anymore. Live from America podcast. I believe we can keep the promise of our founding. The idea that if you're willing to work hard, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from or what you look like or where you love. It doesn't matter whether you're black or white or Hispanic or Asian or Native American or young or old or rich or poor, able, disabled, gay or straight. You can make it here in America if you're willing to try. It's just words, folks. It's just words. This is Live from America Podcast with Noam Dorman and Haddon Gab. Good evening and welcome to Live from America Podcast from the Comedy Cellar, New York City, the best comedy club in the world. Here with Norm Dorman, my best friend, and this is his favorite podcast. He doesn't know it yet. I actually, I actually do really like this podcast, and I, I listened to it last week for the first time, and it was pretty good. It, was I on it? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and our guest today, uh, comedian Modi, he's a regular here at the Comedy Sun, our one of our regulars all the time, and he's a Jew as well. He's a Jew. Yeah, and he's so proud of it. And uh, Tommy O'Malley, and he is a regular at Race Wars podcast all the time, and you have your own, right? I do. It's called Unhirable. Yeah, uh, unhirable can. show. Yeah, Unhirable. So, uh, yeah, welcome, guys. Does Race Wars, Race Wars is still on? Because Sherrod doesn't hashtag everything Race Wars anymore. <laughs> yes, uh, what? He, he, he still does? Yeah. No, now he's like... Some other something else. No, it's right. It's race war all the time. He's he got does. the dynasty. He has Sherrod's Twitter army, but he still does race wars. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes he'll just take something I've tweeted and then quote it and put race wars. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what's up with Kurt Metzger? Where's Kurt been? He hasn't. He hasn't come down here anymore. Uh, I, I think Kurt's today. out of town right now. Oh, is he? Yeah, I think he's out of town working. Um, but he's around. He still does race wars. Of course, it's his show with uh, Sherrod. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Kurt They're is like, the a, daddies. like some some kind of genius. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's. I think they both are in different ways. I think they both have. But Kurt's like, yeah, he's. Well, in different ways, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, one of one of the best episodes that we had here when Kurt was here, um, it was pretty good. Um, I did I did race wars. I think he, I was with you that day, right? But yeah, Kurt well, didn't show up. It was his birthday. Yeah, he does. He still he is still race warsing. You're right. Yeah. I don't know why I thought he wasn't. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So it's kind of quite weak for Trump this week, huh? Is that sarca- sarcastic? Yeah, no, it's it's quieter than usual. Like well, usually, Trump will do something this, and, and he'll be like, "Holy shit!" Like he haven't done anything this week. Really. Well, it's the calm before the storm with Angela Merkel. I yeah, mean, that's what's happening. He's in Poland. He touched down in Poland today. He's with their fascist government right now. Yeah, but they promised him crowds cheering, and nobody showed up. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did do something. He tweeted that that WWF video. Brutal. I know. Oh, that was yeah, but, but that, that yes was fabulous. That was fabulous. <laughs> I like it. I and thought it was so. It was funny. brilliant. I couldn't stop laughing. And what was more brilliant about it was when he did it. Yeah, it, at 10 a.m. <laughs> on the Sunday of of July. July 4th weekend-ish week. It derailed it's on a everything. Tuesday. It was just, I mean, imagine you're having your coffee and it's like, <laughs> and it's like bam, this video comes up and it, it's, it was brilliant. Brilliant. 
gets it. You know, he's he, a savant. He's, he's, no, no one understands that. Thank God you're here. You finally, he's a savant. Yeah, he got that medium. Can and you translate to straight? What's that, savant? That's a straight word. He like took to this <laughs> medium, this social media platform, in a way that nobody else has so far. He's nobody else has captured it. And he's then the way the he it. and now he's also really changing the wordings too. Did you see when he did that thing with uh, what's wrong with? The, doesn't he have anything else to do with his life? He wrote that about uh. Can, can, can you just pause? Did you see what an, like an Islamic like attitude he just had with you there? Oh, he doesn't I, understand I, the English words, so it must be because you're a fag. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, no, I was. <laughs> that's, so, that, that's, that was the message. No, I was said. looking at your face. You were staring at them like they're speaking another language. I, I'm just it, so surprised that he's on uh, my on my path. <laughs> I'm on my on my like in my my train of okay, thought. So, so um, forgive me. Continue. It was just amazing how Shame how you worded Hassan. that. How did he word that again? Uh, can, can you, you believe? Can you believe this uh, guy? That doesn't have anything better to do with his life. Launching a missile into it's it's so unbelievable. First of all, the fact that I'm sure he just heard from one of his generals that he launched it. Yeah. So he's the first. You're talking one. about Un. Kim Jong Un, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So now, so now he now. First of all, the news now is not news. The news now is the news. News like CNN. It's it's just commentary. Trump reports the news. He said North Korea just launched a missile. He was the first one to announce it. I'm sure yeah. he's the first one to find it's out about Trump it. Trump rally here all it's, and No, it's, yeah, it's not. And they I love you him. Keep, you keep thinking, I, I, I'm at the, you just have to understand, it, you guys are all looking at this the wrong way. You're not bothered by the President of the United States saying, doesn't this guy have something else to do other than to fire off missile? This is not... Gettysburg. Well, I think it's reckless. I, I'm not like standing on the sidelines thinking like what he's doing is the right course, but it is altering the course. And one thing that I think is compelling is that uh, just because what he is doing isn't right doesn't mean that everything he's saying about the news media is wrong. Oh, he's right about that stuff. So, yeah. so. By kind of reclaim, there's there's two things, right? It's interesting that he's reporting the news, but it's also kind of scary because even though we have this corporatized media and we're, we're fed things that are decided to be fed to us by a very small group of guys uh, at the top of these conglomerates that control the media, um, even though that he's still attacking it. And so he's attacking his fundamental freedom. And he's doing it in a really, he's, it's multi-pronged, but one way in which I think he's undermining the media is by becoming the news. Yep. He, and he's, he's now forcing people to become dependent on the government for their information. That's what he's doing subtly, and that's what I think is probably pretty sinister about it, but it's also refreshing uh, to see somebody who just walks in immediately to the presidency legitimizing Taiwan and picking a fight with China. And we see his continued aggression toward China play out in lots of different ways. And I think that what's happening with North Korea is really just a proxy in that war. And we're really seeing it now. If you read, there's a really interesting article in the New York Times today about... Fake news. <laughs> well, it's an opinion, you know, it's the about how... We, we call failing, it the, fail, the failing New York failing Times. New, failing news. This one isn't even trying to be news. It's, it's blatantly opinion. It's in the op-ed, but there's an op-ed about how Poland's going to become the next uh, world emerging economy in the world to become... Uh, one of the leading economies. And there's like a really complex formula by which they define that. But the point is, is that now with Trump's vote of confidence in Poland by making it his first stop on this trip, he's, he's kind of putting, he's putting his hand behind them 
And the article says that they're going to get there before China does. So that's what I thought is really interesting. I think everything is sort of against China. It's really not about Russia as much as it is about China. I think everything with him. I, I agree with most of that. Yeah, I think so. But again, like I don't think he's making the news. I think people want to see his reaction because he's so, you know, he have a weird reaction. So people want to see, oh, what's Trump going to do now? But it's funny. You know? That's why yeah, people it are is. reacting. Yeah, it's, it's so true. funny. So what do you think about that tweet, the WWF thing? I think it's funny. Well, we need someone here who's against it. Well, are you this against bad it? Well, you <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean that not everything he does uh, we against, but I mean like he's funny. But you know, I think I think he's. Well, don't uh, forget that there's an underlining this podcast and this. This is the comedy seller still. There's the vein of the comedy seller and that flow. So this is we appreciate funny. That's true. And that was funny. It was funny. So let me ask you something. We're going to talk about something about the Chicago Dyke Marsh, which is. Uh, Can you say that wait. word? Yeah. <laughs> like much? No, doesn't want to come up. I said we need somebody anti-Trump. I was to come, but he won't. He won't come up because he's mad at me. Why are you laughing? You heard about this? No, I, guess I could picture it. He's, Somebody's mad at you. He's, Why? He's mad at me because he said when he was on the podcast, whatever, two weeks ago, that he didn't like the way I spoke to him or something. I'm like, dude, you want you want to play in the major leagues? You you can't get mad at you know. Seriously. Uh, What's well, try to be me? You're gonna get you're gonna get fastball pitches. You know, like I gave yeah. him a hard time. I didn't. I wasn't mean to him, was I? No, you just being you. You were like, no, uh, no, nah, <laughs> no. Nah, nah, I, I don't think he was. I think he takes it more. You know. Yeah, he's mad at yeah. me. He, he, he's but being, that's I, I, he's I, being bitchy about it. But that's I, the whole idea of the show: we make fun of each other and just give each other a hard time. But I wasn't even making fun of him. On um, anyway. So listen, just getting back to that tweet for a second. This is what this is, this is what I find interesting about it. Yeah. CNN is totally out to get this guy, right? They had the Project Veritas had this producer talking about how yep. uh, oh, yeah. we're, we're basically uh, Trump's an asshole and the voters are stupid. You saw that? Yep. I mean, just trashing him. Then three CNN reporters had to resign in disgrace because they got the story wrong. They also got the story wrong about Comey and about you know, the, 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 retraction after retraction after retraction. But when the three reporters have to resign, Trump's like spiking the football, like bam, you know, smackdown yeah. of the C. He's he's wrestling a logo, right? And the CNN reporters now, all of a sudden, they're like, "Well, we feel threatened." He's he's encouraging violence against the media when they did not care in the slightest about the Central Park uh, showing Trump as Caesar being murdered, or, or Robert De Niro was so awesome for saying, well, "I want to punch him in the face." Remember mm -hmm. when De Niro said that? It was in Miller, Kathy Griffin. All right. They, they reacted a little bit against Kathy Griffin, but still, nobody on CNN was saying she's advocating murder of the president. They just accused her of really disrespectful, bad taste, I guess. Right. And it's like. I mean, they fired her. And they fired her, yeah. So that, that one, nevertheless, it really wasn't convincing, right? But, but there's, there's, there's so many examples of it. And all of a sudden now, and, and it seems to me that when the reporters, probably since they're like, oh shit, this scares me a little bit. One of Trump supporters may see this thing, and they may, somebody may want to hurt me. Yeah. But they could never see that when it was anybody but themselves mm -hmm. who was complaining about, you know, some. So when when Trump's family said, "Listen, we don't want to see him murdered in Central Park," you know, they, they no, that's just art. That's just so that 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 sickens me, you know. But wait, did that production sicken you that they did that? Did that bother you? It all bothers me, actually. I, I think that all the the Trump thing is, is the least bothersome to me because it's the most ridiculous. It's just a logo. It's like it's the most um, most satirical and, and it, there's there's no. It's a logo. It wasn't the face of the president of yeah. CNN. It wasn't the face of one of the anchors. It was yeah. Yeah, a no, logo. And it, and it was clearly it was smacking CNN down because because I I won. 
That's the way I took it. But I don't like, and I've never liked, any of that type of humor. I didn't like it when they had a movie about Bush being assassinated. But, but it's nothing to do with Republican Democrat. I don't, I, I, I never liked that stuff. Yeah, no, it's but, consistent. Yeah. I mean, I thought that that production, and I didn't see it, but I thought that the whole idea of doing it was pretty fabulous. Like, why not? That's the point of art is to provoke. Uh, yes, but I don't like it. I, no, I, no, I, I, I hear never, you. I never thought they shouldn't do it. But, but if you feel that it's okay, how can you with a straight face complain about this stupid 15-second video of a logo getting... That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, come on, dudes. You, you're afraid this is going to lead to violence, but you don't think Trump being killed and some, you know, murdered as a charlatan uh, is... I mean, it's just... Well, how many people here that are surrounded in like liberal circles heard people say, I hope he gets assassinated? I, ca I counted... Oh, a lot. Tons of people yeah. said, I hope he gets assassinated. Like, otherwise peaceful people that I know. I mean, so for sure, I, I agree with you. I don't but think they meant it, though. So wait, but then... It, I agree with that also. Yeah. So let's just, let's just finish the whole story. So then today, CNN... <laughs> this, is the, this is the ultimate. I don't know if you heard... You must have heard it. CNN started researching the guy who made the video. Did you see this? Oh, no. And they found out somewhere on Reddit or something that he had previously made some what they call anti-Semitic jokes or racist jokes or something like that. So they write this article that says, but he, and he wrote, he apologized for it. Listen, I'm really not a racist or so, you know, I'm, I, maybe I shouldn't have said some things, but I was just making jokes. So they write in a CNN article, he's apologized for it. So we're not going to release his name. But we're, we're monitoring him, and should he do this stuff again? <laughs> this is what they really, right? Am I getting wrong? It's they, Big Brother. They really said this. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, let's, let, they don't want to release his name, I'm presuming, because they feel that that could put him in danger. Like some, you know, some crazy Trump guy may target him or something like that. So they're going to set themselves up as the arbiter here of when he crosses the line again, what they consider, uh, and... We're gonna, and if he crosses that line, well, then we will release his name and let the chips fall where they may because then he deserves it. This is, yeah. this is like blackmail. It's just gone. And, you know, and my last point is that, and I don't want to hear them, I mean, I don't want to read them say he's said, made anti-Semitic jokes in the past. I want them to just print the joke and let me decide whether it's anti-Semitic or not because I could list to you a, literally a thousand different jokes that I hear regularly in the comedy cellar. And I can say it's an anti-Semitic joke, right? Because it's about Jews or blacks or whatever it is, you know, right. joke. But it's not. Yeah. You know, we know it's not. It, it's just a joke. We all make jokes. But CNN has decided this is anti-Semitic. Yeah. And if you do it again, we're going to release you, your name. What the fuck has got? Who is you, running you CNN? Don't, yeah, it, it, there's no. And, and then I'm not CNN, but there's just there's no more defining between jokes. So Damon Wayne's Jr. I don't know if you know this, but like yesterday he tweeted. You saw it. I mean, the guy used to do handyman of the retarded guy. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yesterday <laughs> he tweeted. Yesterday he tweeted, "Happy white people proud of their racist ancestor day." Okay. That was his tweet. That's okay. Right. And then why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> it's what you want to say. You think it's going to yeah, get a few laughs? Yeah. Well, I don't put think it out joke, there. But yeah. Yeah, but that's what he, put. he thought. He was a, it was thought it would be a funny <laughs> joke, and then it just the whole thing just went <laughs> crazy, you know. And then he just wrote, "Jokes aren't illegal." They someone said this is illegal to say this, and then so he goes, "Jokes aren't illegal." No, nothing you say is illegal. That's the whole point of the First Amendment. But there's like there's nothing anymore that's like it's well, so questioned. But that's actually not true because there is the one limitation, like yell fire, right? You can't incite violence. You can't incite people 
in a crowded movie theater to get up because you say there's a fire. Uh, that, I don't think uh, yeah, that's the one limitation. The yell fire. Sh- shouting thing. fire in a public theater is not incitement, but I, but I yeah you there's certain you can't say that, and and there is such a thing as incitement I believe, but it's very 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 hard to prove. Totally. Like, yeah. no, no, if you're in a movie theater and you you yell Muslim, well everyone should run. But of course. No, but no. <laughs> oh, it will be too late by then. But let's put it this way. <laughs> no. If we already make it inside, it's too late. No, 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 no opinion, no point of view is ever illegal. Is ever illegal. Totally. Yeah, I don't think it's about point of view. I think about the joking part. Like we obviously, we get a sense of humor because, you know, we all here in the comedy side. But, you know, people don't get jokes like that. Like how many times people get offended from listening to certain jokes downstairs, right? Not, regular people not that often no, yeah but I mean like yeah maybe not here but you know but people maybe, will get maybe offended in, maybe in uh, your homeland no the people that get offended <laughs> are the people that read about the joke after some some outlet editorializes and deems it racist right rather than reading the joke like Tosh.0 I thought forever the guy was pro-rape <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> turns out he's not but you know like <laughs> who, who knew <laughs> I liked my reality better because it gave me something to be angry about when I was you know oh you're against rape also I mean I'm I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm against all rapes except gray rape. No. I, I really I think that people uh just are, don't give people enough time to show their intention. It's and true. everyone just jumps right on and, to the And first they thing. do get it wrong. Like I remember when Steve Bannon first came on the scene, uh they were saying that Steve Bannon was anti Semite because of some article in uh, Breitbart. And they just said it was, you know, anti Semitic art. And then I remember, I, I said, this doesn't make any sense that Trump would appoint his, his daughter as an Orthodox Jew. So I went and I researched the article in Breitbart that was supposedly anti-Semitic, and it was actually the opposite. It was an article, first of all, uh, Bannon didn't even write it, but it was an article complaining that Jews were not sufficiently protective of Israel's interests by when they were going to vote for Hillary over the Republican. And, they, and in the headline, they called them renegade Jews, that people like... Uh, uh, Bill Crystal of the Weekly Standard, who were never Trumpers, were selling out their own people. So that was the point of the article. Not anti-Semitic. You can disagree with it. Not anti-Semitic in the least. And it was written by David Horowitz. Yet the Times reports it as anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. This is fucking ridiculous. Which is the definition of anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism, the definition is hating Jews more than you have to. <laughs> that, so that, more, than, more, more than they deserve. That's exactly. More than they deserve. That's exactly. Well, that fits perfectly in there. No, I'm really, I'm really happy that when we talk about subject, it doesn't always go back to talking about the Jews and defending them. So that's pretty cool. I mean, but there's a lot of anti-Semitism yeah. right now. Yeah. Like, and it's pretty. Yeah. I think it's pretty wild. And I think the Chicago Dyke March that you brought. We, up yeah, we, we're going to talk about that, but we have to make a a phone call. Who uh, are we calling? The Muslim Marine. Oh, okay. I told you about him. How does he feel about Jewish Marines? Yeah, we're going to talk. Well, and if this is going to be one of uh, Hot Thames call, it's going to be some like guy from GQ. Uh, how you doing tonight? Living the dream, my friends. Living the dream. <laughs> Just so, celebrated Independence Day here. I'm in the D.C. area, actually, this weekend. So... Uh, Visiting my brother and just having a great time hanging out with family and enjoying, uh, enjoying the beautiful country. Whenever I meet a Marine, every bit of self-deluding masculinity that I feel I have, I just feel it draining from my body when I, <laughs> when I, when I compare his life to my life, you know, and oh my God. <laughs> Why? Have you, a, a Marine, that's like, that's the real deal. It's like a fire. I mean, people, you risk your life. Have you, have you, you been in battle? 
so I, I actually I was uh, I was in the air wing. I was one of the smart Marines that I, I decided that I, I needed to do something more than just shoot a rifle. So all of us go through the same training uh, in boot camp. You were waterboarded. Uh, shortly were you waterboarded? But then ultimately, all of us have to pick. No, I, 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 thought, I, thought, I thought when they train uh, you, they waterboard you. That's what I do. Well, what they do, oh, they, they do expose you to, you know, gas and, and, and a few other, you know, things. But uh, waterboarding is, no, that's, that's not one of the things that okay. they do. Uh, but uh, I, I was in the air wing, so I supported uh, a, uh, the EA-6B um, MALS-14 squad, and I was part of that, uh, that group. And we basically made sure that uh, our planes kept flying and that uh, we were, uh, you know, none of our planes got shot down. So the equipment that I worked on, mainly radar, communications equipment, things like that, electronic countermeasures, uh, ensured that our, our planes were safe and flying and, and were able to complete their mission. So, can I, Before we get into the, the I, I presume that you want to talk about being a Muslim in the Marines. But uh, well, I want, I, want, I want to start with the, actually the story which got you all over the news. Oh, but I just want to ask sure. yeah, one, one question about Marine, because I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about this, and then we'll get straight to it. In your training, is there something they teach you about how to handle being scared, how to handle fear? Um, I, I think the best way that I can answer that is that they scare the crap out of you right from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and if you make it through that, you figure out how to handle fear. Uh, because at that point in time, I mean, it's just uh, boot camp is more really about the mental toughness than it is about the physical toughness. And so if mentally, if you can withstand the challenges and the, and the stress that they put you through, uh, then the physical challenges are really uh, not that big a deal at all. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're sleep deprived, you're yelled at constantly. Um, Sounds like officer and a gentleman. You're, you're put through all sorts of, you know, difficult trials, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're a better man and a, and a better human being for it. So like full metal, full, full, the movie, full metal jacket with full uh, metal jacket. That's one of my favorite movies. I watch it all the time. All right. So go ahead. Hot time. Go ahead. So, uh, the story. I like the few good men. The uniforms they were much better. Right. <laughs> uh, I beg to differ, but okay. <laughs> so uh, when uh, Donald Trump uh, called for all American Muslims to carry a special ID, you know, you tweeted to Trump a picture of uh, your Marine card, and uh, and he says, "Hey, I'm an American Muslim, and I already carry a special ID badge. What about yours?" And then you were all over the news. You know, because of that, and you were like in CNN, MS, MSNBC, and all that. How, do you think that the, the, they were like more focusing on the Muslim part or just attacking Trump at that point part? Uh, well, I think, uh, you know, for me, and, and uh, by the way, after that uh, tweet went viral, I received over 3,000 different emails and various messages from people all across the country. Just 3,000? Just just three thousand. I was I was ready to get three hundred thousand. <laughs> we we get more no, not, not we get more emails like that complaining when he, M Modi performs here. So go ahead. Thank God <laughs> yeah, you well, mumbled I mean, on that. Thank God there was a mumble. Because on you that. interrupted me. <laughs> <laughs> the tweet itself was retweeted over forty thousand times and like over. That's 50, what. I, okay, okay, okay. Oh, that's okay, more okay, Modi. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's, that, that's, that's more like Modi numbers. It really it really made uh, made made headlines in a lot of different ways. But I think what it speaks to is the integrity of the American people, right? That that by and large most Americans. A value honesty, value service, value loyalty to your to your nation, and here is someone who claims to be an American, who unfortunately currently is, uh, you know, the president of the United States. Um, but when it was his time to serve, he did everything possible to avoid 
uh, doing that. Um, he has bone spurs. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Those, those, that's serious. serious Have you ever had a bone spur? <laughs> and flat hair. <laughs> well, it, apparently those those bone spurs were serious enough to keep him out of the service, but not serious enough from uh, to keep him from playing uh, collegiate level football. So um, it was just that you know, right in that yeah. that sweet spot there. So <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh, but fair enough. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton did a similar thing. Sure, sure, but Bill Clinton never also proposed to ban Muslims from entering the country. Yeah, absolutely. So then after that, you started, you know, your work, uh, and you you did the the Muslim Marine website, right? Uh, Yeah, so shortly after that, I was getting so many uh, requests, um, you know, just for... uh, from the media to um, share my thoughts as an American Muslim uh, veteran, uh, and would you know uh, me me having served in the marine corps that um you know a friend of mine suggested hey look you gotta you gotta start your own website and you can you know you can really reach a lot of people um and so and so that's what i did i put together the uh, the muslimmarine.com uh it's been very well received and uh you know it's 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 my way of connecting with the american public um just for some additional context i belong to the ahmadiyya muslim community the single largest Muslim community in the world that's united under one imam. Uh, and our mission is really to uh, serve humanity and to worship God. I mean, that's, that's, those are the two main purposes for which we exist. Um, and so this is my way of connecting with, the, the, the com is, is my way of connecting with the American public uh, really to ease their fears mm-hmm. and to help people understand really what Islam teaches versus what we may hear in the media or the news or, or you know, some other what, what uh, anti-Islamic all, websites. What about all the terrorist attacks that we go through and then all we have to do after that is just, you know, condone it. And, yeah, I mean, we have a problem as Muslims. I mean, I am Muslim, the only one here uh, in this room. But, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're all Jews. Uh, but uh, whoa, whoa, right? don't insult people. No, no. Oh, I'm sorry, and he's not Jewish. Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm not Jewish. And he's wearing shorts because he just came from he's camp. Someone, okay, what are you wearing? wearing? I like that you're taking it as an insult. It's amazing uh, how just two Jews have the give the impression of the whole, the whole room, room being room. Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jay Z said it, didn't he? Oh, by the way, you offered to guard the Jewish cemeteries when I the whole did. thing happened. Why? We want. We we well, we're, we're supposed to be. Why would you do that? You <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. You weren't joking. I'm, That's uh, the most Hatton is only I'm funny joking. when he's not trying to be. Why? <laughs> 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 I, I, I was no. I was joking. No, I mean that's, that's what Islam teaches. Why right? the coffee yeah. shop was good? Listen to him. Listen to him. That's what let's, Islam teaches. Let's, Go ahead. let's be honest. Uh, you know what, what Islam teaches is service to humanity, and yeah. so long as. Uh, a, a country that gives you freedom to practice your faith, you have to be loyal to it and you have to be uh, a, a proponent of justice. And what was happening with the desecration of, uh, you know, the Jewish uh, sites and, and graves, that was a, a travesty. It was despicable. And you wouldn't want that to happen to any of your ancestors. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I stepped up and I said, look, this is wrong. And if anybody needs me to stand guard, I am more than willing to do that. Yeah. So back to my question. So now with you all the forgive him. T- what? No, we'll <laughs> talk later. You know, now we're meeting on Tuesday. So uh, uh, back when there is, you know, uh, all the terrorist attack and all that, these are Muslims, obviously. You know, uh, they don't represent Islam. But what is it that we can do, in your opinion, uh, besides condoning all this and just the same, the same thing over and over and over? Well, I, I think first and foremost we need to really understand the. Uh, 
you know, why this is happening, right? I mean, um, I condemn terrorism in all its forms, and Islam condemns terrorism in, the, in all its forms. Um, any of the uh, battles that the early Muslims and the Prophet Muhammad, peace be on him, fought were entirely in self-defense, uh, 100%. And so the first and foremost is we need to understand, you know, what were those conditions under which uh, Islam allows for fighting? Um, and I think that there's, there's really a lot of education that needs to take place here. And so in this effort... What, here or back home? Well, everywhere. I yeah. think, I think in, you know, in, many, in, in most Muslim countries, I think a lot of Muslims uh, haven't fully uh, understood or haven't fully in, uh, internalized uh, under what conditions fighting is allowed. Um, and I think in, in because of that misconception, I, well, first of all, I think that in a lot of Muslim countries, there's a lot of corruption. And because of that corruption, the needs of the average citizens aren't being met. Uh, there's a high rate of illiteracy, a high rate of uh, corruption and poverty. And whenever you have that sort of a society, um, radicalization is very easy to do. And so people who have uh, a hidden agenda, ulterior motives, these extremist clerics, it's very easy for them to recruit people, uh, promise them all sorts of different things, and then indoctrinate them with, uh, you know, with, with falsehood, with, with perverted teachings uh, that really don't have any foundation in the Holy Quran whatsoever. Um, so first and foremost, we need to realize that that's the root cause. And to address that root cause, first of all, you have to make sure that you, 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 you discharge the responsibilities with justice. So the Muslim governments that are not meeting the needs of the average citizens have to first tackle that issue and start meeting the needs of the people so that there's not so much poverty and that people have a place to live and people have a place to, you know, food to eat and, and things like that and basics to education, this, that, and the other thing. So that's the fundamental thing. And then secondly, people need to really understand what Islam actually teaches versus what these extremists believe Islam teaches. Can, can, I, can I ask you about that? Because that's something I get, uh, I, I get hung up on. I think we all do. Is that uh, anybody's Muslim, understandably and, and humanly and, and rightfully in a sense, I guess, wants to make it very, very clear to the world, hey, this is not Islam. They say it's Islam, but it's not Islam. Right. Because you take it personally. But from someone who's, who's not emotionally wrapped up in that, you may be over, um, you, you, you may be blowing up just how much, like someone like me, is, I don't, I'm not saying it's Islam or it's not Islam. I'm just saying, for instance, if I was alive during the Crusades, and, the, and they were coming and killing me, they're like, well, they, we got to stop these crusades. Like, well, dude, no, that's not Christianity. <laughs> well, right. okay, we may, I'm not saying it's Christianity, but they're coming here. They're saying they're Christians, and they're killing us. Yeah. So, so you've got to give me some way I can talk about this and stop this. And I, I, it's not, it's, if you tell me it's not Christianity, fine, I believe. You tell me it's not Islam. I mean, I, I've known Muslim my whole life. I believe it's not Islam, but they believe it is. Yeah. But people are dying, and, and so many people like me who I think, want to be totally moral about this feel that we get bogged down in semantics and instead of really discussing it practically we're forced into like pc conversations where we're apologizing yeah. for the way we put it yeah yeah and and and, and I, I i i agree with you 100 percent. i think we, rather than focusing on you know trying to be politically correct i think we need to understand like i said the root cause and the root cause is that a lot of people are desperate and they are being misled by these so-called leaders to believe things that just aren't true. 
So how do we tackle that issue? Well, what the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is doing is twofold. Number one, we're trying to educate people on what Islam actually teaches. And then number two, we're trying to serve humanity in whatever way possible. And the way that we're doing that is through disaster relief efforts, uh, relief efforts, uh, through building schools, through building hospitals, where anybody, regardless of uh, you know their race, their color, their creed, if they need medical attention, we you know our hospitals are providing that medical attention. Uh, for you know we, we're, we're our latest uh, project, uh, we just built a we're building and finishing touches on a state of the art hospital in Guatemala. Uh, that will treat anybody, uh, regardless of, of who it is, based on not on their ability to pay, but based on their needs, and then they will pay based on what they can afford. I, th- I uh, think I, I, I'm sorry. From each according to need, I mean, from, yeah, from I, I, need from each according to his ability. Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. what, what I'm trying to say is like I think we have great values and all that, but I think the problem still is the same. Nobody like, and I'm talking, you know, from from being a Muslim, you know, we can say and we can do all the things that we did, like we march with the Jews, we, we build hospital for this way. The bottom line is they care about one thing. There is terrorist attacks right now and people mm-hmm. are being killed. And those people are doing it in the name of Islam. Now, we all know it's not Islam, but the problem is they understand it that way, you know, so we have responsibilities. So what is our you know, dude, what should we do right now? Like everything you said is great, and I and I think it's amazing as a value, and you know, to understand uh, and to teach people. But right now, they all they care about is, and all we all care about is like, how can we stop this? Well, can I, can I ask can I ask your question in a you, different way? You just want to say it in better English. No, I'm going So, so uh, that was not funny. So in in France, they have you know a a, a pretty a big problem with terrorism now. It seems like it's really kind of mushroom mushrooming up, and they have an unhappy. Islamic community in France. If you could wave your magic wand and set French policy legally any way you wanted, what would be the most effective way to have the, the, the Muslim community feel less alienated and more part of French community? If we want to end terrorism, we have to do one thing. And that from and this is from a Western point of view, right? So you, t- you ask what can the U.S. government do? What can the French government do? What can the British government do? The one thing that we can do, which we will never do, get rid is of Islam. End, oh. No, <laughs> it's it's end arms trades, okay? And and stop trading arms, stop selling weapons to these regimes for whatever reason that ultimately end up in the hands of terrorists. The weapons that ISIS is using right now were made in the United States. The equipment that they're using right now is U.S. equipment. These are U.S. missiles, U.S. bombs, U.S. machine guns with which they're, you know, doing what, whatever it is that they're, they're doing. They're driving trucks through, through Christmas markets in Germany. I mean, how do you, how do you stop that? But th- that's, again, th- again, these people are, 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 are doing this. Uh, and, and first of all, what the data shows is people who are actually doing this are either newly uh, converted uh, converts, so they're, they're, they're either recently converted, or they're doing it for a political reason, they're angry at the misery that is happening, or whatever the, the, the you know, y- y- they can come up with a thousand different excuses. Religion is simply a smokescreen. None of these, pe- the, the, the fact of the matter is that the best way to defend and to be immune to radicalization is through a strong Muslim identity. This is where, where education is extremely critical. 
And from a policy standpoint, this is where we need to be honest and say, look, our government contributes to this issue by selling arms to those who we think are our allies. But at the end of the day, those allies then take those weapons and sell them to whoever they want. And more often than not, they sell them to terrorists to go and do whatever they want to do with it. I, so, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't mean to, to contradict you because you know more than I do about this and you've thought about it. But just what I – in my head, I'm thinking about the recent terrorist attacks, including 9-11. And I don't uh, – I don't say none of them, but so many of them had nothing to do with arms that were, were traded by nations, you know. But they're using it's, them against people over there. It's, that's where it's being used. The, the weapons aren't being used in the markets in Europe or in planes. But that's, my, but that's what I'm worried about. How do we stop <clears throat> terrorism in the Western world? we're feeding the fighting that's happening there. Yeah, well, I, I think that, you know, to just to add to his point, you know, that foreign policies, again, this is my main thing, is like we got to change our foreign policies because ISIS was supported in the beginning by the U.S. government. Taliban, same thing. Osama bin Laden, same thing. These all were created by the American government. And Ex- I think except, except, dude... You got you got first generation Muslims in America getting radicalized online at a computer screen, and they're going up shooting up nightclubs or whatever it is. No, look, first of all, I, I you know terrorism. I have an, is, an, is I an, have an answer by the way. But go ahead. Go ahead. My go answer ahead. is answer? national service. I think every eighteen year old in America, they've talked about this for years. He needs to volunteer a year or two. Not volunteer, compelled a year or two of his life thrown in together with people of every other religion, race, and color under one under the, under the umbrella 100%. of we're all Americans. I would support that 100%. Absolutely. I, I think that is the, the only way I can think of to, to make everybody feel a connection to each other. That's the only thing I've ever been able to think of that, that, that might have a push this back in the other direction. No, you're absolutely right. Look, I, when I was in the Marine Corps, I was the first Muslim that most of my Marines in my unit had ever met. I'm talking about these, you know, country boys who were in a, you know, totally 97% white town, had never met anybody other than, you know, a Christian. And so there was a lot of interest in, in my beliefs and where I came from and my history and, and, and things like that. And as a result of it, you know, I, I think that I learned a lot about them and their thinking and they learned a lot about me. So, and even to this day, we still keep in touch. And, and you know, whenever there's something that goes down, they're always reaching out to me saying, hey, Ty, what's, you know, this, this happened, can you help me understand, or, you know, I've got a question about this. Um, and so, you know, to your point, it really helps, uh, it, it helps people gain a better perspective uh, from people in different parts of the world, different parts of the country. Even the United States is so vastly diverse, you know, having been born, uh, having been raised up in, in Chicago, uh, having friends now that live in Texas, in, in, in the South, Louisiana, they're two completely different worlds. But um, I, I want to say something to Noam's point. Like you say, we should all be together in the army. But your point is trying to have the Muslims be part of the American uh, culture. But I think it's oh. more important that that the Americans see, like when they see Muslims, like when he, when they met you, when they met I in the army. You know, look how. Do you guys remember the first time you met me? How much you like? Wow. No. But I mean, like, it's 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 a good it's a good thing to be around Muslims and actually learn the real thing. So it's both ways. It doesn't just it's not one one. It's both ways. Yeah. You know. Also, you know, uh, I mean, I was raised Jewish and being shocking and and the uh, the importance of my Jewish heritage was drummed into me. It was very 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 important in in my house. But 
so was equally, just as equally, the fact that I was an American. And, and what we see today is not quite that. I mean, like, like I, don't, I don't see any problem with a, a, a Muslims really being aware that they're Muslims and being taught and be proud of it. But it, equally important, they also need to be told how important it is that they see themselves as American and feel connected to America and its traditions and its history. And we do. Some do. Absolutely. Some well, you know, so my father is, is a, is a missionary. A lot, of people, a lot of people don't know my father is actually a, a Muslim missionary. And when I, I, I think back to when I was 18 years old and I told my father, hey, Dad, I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join the Marine Corps. Uh, and he, he asked why. He asked for my reasoning. I said, look, you know, I'm here. I immigrated to the U.S., but I don't feel like I belong here. And so until I actually do something and, 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 des- and feel like I deserve to be here, I'm always going to feel like an outsider. And he said, listen, I'm so happy to hear you say that. And he was 100% supportive and reminded me again that according to a, a saying of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of God be upon him, loyalty to your nation of residence is part of your faith. So as a Muslim, it is my religious duty to serve the United States, which, and, and that's, that was one of the driving forces and reasons behind why I served. I, I think that's not talked about enough uh, in some Muslim communities here in the United States. And that's a very uh, important thing that we need but to, also on to the make sure. On address. the other hand, like we feel being Muslim, but, you know, we feel that people don't look at us as Muslim no matter what you do, you know. Like I remember like when 9-11 happened, I was, we all were scared as American, but I was told that I should be more scared because I'm Middle Eastern and look like this rather than being American. You know, so Who it's... Told, what do you mean you were told that? Who told you that? Okay, you want me to say it? It's your dad. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean like, I re- like my friends and everybody's like, hey, be careful. Oh, that you know, people, you, might, the people might get, yeah. get even with you? They no, might hold you yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, oh, something oh, like oh, that. So, so be okay. like, oh, you shouldn't be scared because you're American and maybe there's more attacks that could happen. You should be scared because you're Middle Eastern or you look Middle Eastern. So it, it goes both well, that's ways. because your friends cared about you. But actually it turned out no, I'm saying, things like, didn't really happen. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And they weren't really your friends. Yeah, no, not really. So, but, uh, but I think that brings a really important point, though, because uh, you know, data shows that before. 9-11 was the first time that many, many people got exposed to Islam. Even today, even a survey taken two years ago, uh, it was done by Pew, indicated that 62% of Americans have never actually met a Muslim, which is, I mean, it's mind-boggling that in today, you know, 20, I mean, this, was, this survey was 2014, but in 2014, more than 60% of Americans have never actually sat down and talked to a Muslim. So, yeah, maybe that's a good point. Maybe it's something we should uh, arrange. Well, you're, you're kind of making the same point that I, that I was making. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So w- when you were in the army, were you feel, uh, there was, was there anything, uh, did you feel any racism uh, in the army or anything like that when you were there? First of all, Hatim, I think you and I had a conversation about this, but uh, I'm going to remind you again, and, and, and for the benefit of Noam, I was not in the army. You know oh, what I'm sorry. Stands yeah. For, right? uh, yeah, Marines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hatem. He, he, actually, the worst. he actually told me if you ever said I'm in the army again. Yeah, I'm sorry. You have to forgive my, my hot time. My, my, no, my during time. your days He's in the Coast Guard, <laughs> during your days in the Coast Guard, did you feel you were ever... So was there bigotry in the Marines? Uh, you know, honestly, I, I, I got so close to my Marines that uh, I never felt that I was, uh, I was an outsider at all. Um, I, I was treated as a, as a brother. Um, from day I one? I was promoted really quickly, so I spent my last uh, two years of my five-year enlistment as a sergeant, so 
you know, maybe perhaps it was because I was, I was the guy in charge that, that I didn't, you know, get a sense any, any kind of racism or anything like that. But I, I don't believe so. I, I really think, you know, for Marines, at least back then, I don't know how it is now, but at least back then, if everybody, whoever went to that boot camp and whoever earned that Eagle Globe and Anchor, it didn't matter what you look like. It didn't matter where you're from. You're a Marine. All of us were one color and that was green. So, uh, you know, I, I, I am very proud of uh, the Marines that I served with. I'm pr- very proud of the Marine Corps uh, and, the, and the heritage and uh, the belief system that it instills in you. Um, and, and if I had a chance to do it all over again, I'd do the exact same thing. Yeah, good. Uh, Deepo has a question. He's, yeah. not, he's not Muslim, by the way. He's Hindu. Yeah. Go ahead. Sikh, but thanks. Hey, what's Sikh, up, Deepo? Sikh, Sikh, Sikh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sikh, okay. Yeah, right, yeah. Cool. So that actually kind of ties to the question I have. So how, my question for you is, how accommodating was the military for uh, you to observe your religious protocol, you know, the praying at the various times of day? Were you allowed to do that? Was that encouraged, uh, acknowledged? Do you want a break? Is that what you're getting? Yeah. Yeah. Was I able to go on break whenever I wanted? No. Um, so in, in boot camp, obviously, you know, you, you have to go through certain training. So um, that accommodation wasn't uh, provided. And, and to be honest, I, I never requested it because I, I okay. you know, when you're growing up and you're a teenager, um, you're still trying to figure out the world. And so while I was, you know, while my dog tags indicated that I was a Muslim, um, I, I can't really say that I was a, you know, 100% practicing Muslim. I mean, I believed in Islam, I believed in, in, in God and, and the Holy Quran and things like that, but I can't really say that I was, you know, super devout in my, uh, in, in my day-to-day life uh, at that point. Um, but once I got done with boot camp, certainly, uh, you know, there were things that, uh, that, that I requested that were immediately accommodated. Like, for example... Um, you know, Muslims don't eat pork. We don't drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. And so in the, in the uh, cafeteria, they would often serve food that was either mixed up with pork or had bacon and st- things like that. Um, at that point, I requested uh, the Marine Corps to allow me to purchase my own food and, and to just simply give me a small stipend instead of ha- me having to go to the chow hall. And so they did. Um, they gave Great. me an extra hundred bucks in my, in my pay and I was responsible for doing my own grocery shopping. Um, I bring it up because uh, uh, it's a known fact that Sikhs have to spend maybe 10, 12 years in the military before they can even wear a turban in the military. So, you know, I just thought it was interesting. I wanted to hear your, uh, oh, really? your version. Is that, is that still the case? Because I thought at this point, though, the recent uh, laws had, had changed or the recent rules had changed and that anybody of, of Sikh faith could wear a turban. Yeah, I may have to double check that, but uh, yeah, that was the case for a while at least. Yeah, I, 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 I think the, the rule on that has recently changed, and I've been uh, very recently, like a few months. So okay. All right. uh, definitely look into it. No, I think it's that gay people have to wear a turban now. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a headdress. Oh, headdress, sorry. <laughs> gay Marines. How do you feel about gays in the military? Um, you know, as far one, as right? I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, that's that's nobody's business. Nobody, um, but is, as, is as long as they can, as long as they can pick up a rifle, they can shoot. They're there to back up, a, you know, a fellow marine in combat. Uh, I could care less. And, and, and style and, him too. Is that is that <laughs> <laughs> Jesus? <laughs> run into combat with you, messy. Is, is, is that um, un uh, uh, uncontroversially a the, the the view of Islam on the matter? Well, in, in Islam, you know, sexuality is a, is a private matter to begin with. Um, and so whether you're, you're, you're gay or, or straight, 
your sexual life is is a is is something that is uh, between you and God. Now, Islam and the and and the Holy Quran uh, does consider homosexuality to be a sin, but Just at like the, the same Bible. time, at the same time, uh, the Holy Quran does not uh, prescribe any worldly punishment for that. I recognize that there are Muslim societies that take matters into their own hands, uh, and and I I reject that completely. The Holy Quran rejects that completely. Okay. So, uh, no discrimination, no consequences from a, uh, a legal standpoint uh, are to be meted out to anyone who is accused or, you know, uh, engages in homosexual uh, sexual and, acts. And, yeah. That's a matter between them and God, uh, as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, back to your point about the military, if they can pick up a rifle and they can shoot straight and they're able to do all the physically demanding parts uh, of being a Marine, then, then more power to them. And that's a point I want to touch on, and I said that so many times in the show, that Islam does not say anything about punishing, punishment in, the date, in this life. Everything Correct. Is, you know, and if anybody read the Quran once, they will know that. Um, well, thank you so much for your time. And what's it, you want to share your information with us? Or listen uh, ab- absolutely, yeah. So if, if anybody wants to uh, connect with me, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Muslim Marine. Uh, you can also go to my website, themuslimmarine.com, uh, and connect with me there. I also have a Facebook page, the Muslim Marine Facebook page. Uh, there is one request that I do have of, of all your listeners. Um, you know, we're not going to overcome this problem of terrorism uh, by doing just one thing. All of us have to be united against extremism in all forms. And right now, our our society is feeling the effects of terrorism from not just Muslims, but uh, the radical white supremacist Christian terrorism is the number one threat to national security today. Yep. And the way that we can overcome that threat is by uniting against extremism in all forms. And so in that effort, as I mentioned, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community launched the True Islam campaign. So my request to all Americans out there is to go to trueislam.com, understand the difference between what the extremists teach and what Islam actually teaches, and sign up to become a Muslim ally. It's it's a great resource, um, and you know if there's any questions, uh, please feel free to reach out to me. I would be more than happy to engage with anyone um, who wants to get you know additional training or education or clarity on an issue. Well, that, that's right. great. Well, yeah, thank you thank so much, and we'll have a link in uh, in the website as well. Uh, great, thank that. you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank hey, you. I, I, I want to thank you guys. You guys are doing a doing a great job. This is this is a really important uh, uh, work that you guys are doing, and and I really appreciate all your uh, all thank your you. efforts in this. Thank, thank you. you. I, I I try to attack the Jews as much as possible. <laughs> Maybe not in this well, episode. He does, but, but I'm tr- I'm, tr- I'm hoping to make some money off this podcast. <laughs> 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 thank you, man. And we'll be uh, in touch soon. And anytime you come to New York, before uh, please come visit us. Absolutely. In, in the chow hall in the Marines when they told you you can go get $100 instead some Jewish guy told you this right <laughs> like, come here come here we, we do this kosher thing you can pull the same stunt go, they'll give you a few bucks instead of this, this awful food yeah surprisingly I never met a Jew while I was in the Marine Corps yeah because <laughs> <laughs> of course you didn't yeah because we don't have there's no Jew, there nobody goes, we're, well, we're in the army <laughs> <laughs> you know what army stands for right what Ain't ready for Marines yet. Oh. 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 
Okay. You know, I, I did a show one time on Guantanamo Bay. I'm sure he's fascinated. Right? Okay, and, thank uh, you. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a naval base. It's a naval base with the Coast Guard guarding it and the yeah. armies in there watching uh, the, 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 the terrorists that were there yeah. and there's the Marines yeah. guarding the border. The whole, all of the military were there and they're so, it's so funny how they, de- to us it's one big, the army, the yeah. military, right. but it, right. it's so, it's so like, it's just a bunch of guys with muscles. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's interesting because when you get when you get out, you know, anybody who served anywhere, hey, they're all my brothers, and, and you know, everything's cool. But when you're in active duty, oh, yeah. there's a rivalry. I'm sure. Yeah. It's uh, it, it it gets ugly sometimes. But uh, yeah. well, hey, thanks a lot, guys. I really thank appreciate you. your time. Thank great. you. Yeah, and stop by anytime you're in New York City, please. Thank you. Will do. All right. Take care. Thank you. Have Bye-bye. a good one. Take care. Bye bye. Uh, this is the tragic truth of human nature: is that people will find a rivalry always and anywhere. Muslim Christian, Army Marines, Mets Yankees. I talk about this. It just is just the nature of of of, of humanity. Always looking yeah. to, to compete and and have a rivalry. Steve, are you okay? Yeah, of course. I'm just Why? sitting home. I'm listening. Okay. He's, he's, no, this is uh, this is great. So I want to talk about one more thing before we done. Go ahead. Are we done? How much time before, we have? We're at fifty-three. I, I don't How much? We're at fifty-three minutes. Wow! Wow! Time flies. And somebody else is coming in, right? Is no, today, uh, today the day Sam's coming in. No, I think they did it earlier today. So. So okay, go ahead. Okay, uh, about the Chicago thing. Do you the want Dyke March? The, the, oh, the, the Dyke, Dyke March. March. Yeah. Um, that they banned uh, Jewish bright flags because they said uh, it makes people feel unsafe. So, uh, do you want to tell us the story, Tommy? Because I'm the dyke at the table. Yeah. <laughs> well, Steve is uh, no. a hard second. <laughs> yeah. You, no. You want to. Yeah. You want to just the operative word. Tell everybody. Hard. Yeah. There were a couple. Because I have women the facts at the end. Yeah. 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 There were a couple of women that were asked to leave initially. It was reported because they were Jewish. Uh-huh. But then it came out that it was that they were Zionists. Uh huh. And, and that, they had that flag. Well, but yeah. there were other people that were wearing signs of. Um, like Irish or no 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 or, Jews there were Jews wearing oh, oh, stars okay. of David oh really yeah yeah there were people that were wearing things it was specifically these women that were asked to leave were Zionists and because they were Zionists uh, that contradicted one of the fundamental tenets of this march which is solidarity with the Palestinian movement mm-hmm. so that's it and then everybody was you know uh, talking about because you know Anti-Semitic, well, it's anti-Semitic. It's anti-Semitism because one of the women has been going there forever, and she has a rainbow flag, and it's got the Jewish star. It's got the Star of David, which is also on the Israeli flag. Uh-huh. Um, so it was reminiscent of the Israeli flag in that it was a star on a flag, a and star. she was a yeah. Zionist. Yeah. And it was triggering for people. That was the word that uh, got tossed I around. Triggering. That's what. Right. Right. Listen, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to. We spoke about it before the intersectional. It's it, intersectionality. Intersectionality gone awry. You know, intersectionality. Gone awry. There's no such thing as not going awry. Well, with I think intersectionality is a real thing. Like it was. Uh, the, this term was coined in 19 like 89. Like there is a thing By about Kimberly it. Crimshaw. But it's, yeah. always, it's always. Uh, dumb. I think a black 82. woman. I think a black woman. I could be wrong about that. It could be. I think it's a black woman who coined this. But this is all coming out of third wave feminism you got to understand where this is all feminist like the vocabulary here 
is all rooted in the women's movement. And there's like, right. there's first wave, second wave, third wave. We're in third wave, probably fourth wave. No one's coined it yet. Can you explain intersectionality? I don't yeah, know what that it's is. It's basically a pissing contest to see whose oppression is worst. So I am a black trans woman. That is that the intersectionality there is that you're oppressed as a trans person, but you're more oppressed as a, as a black trans woman. So it, 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 and there's, there's statistics to bear that out. It's not, I'm not ridiculing that. Like black trans women, when they're murdered, they experience overkill. They're murdered at higher rates than anybody else under the LGBTQIA, whatever you, other letters you want to add to that umbrella, which isn't really an umbrella, I don't think, but people, I think it's like straight people saying other than us. But, but to, to make it simple, like, like when the women were, they wanted the, the right to vote, right? It was for white women to vote. Yes. They completely forgot that there's black women, so you can't say it's a women's movement. It's right. a white women's movement okay right. so that's so first wave feminism and then you get wave. into the 60s and that's when we start to see sexual liberation that's when we start to see the pill that's when we start to see women my mother without a bra I yeah <laughs> women <laughs> reclaiming agency over their bodies then we get into the early 90s oh, anita hill right. that's when third wave starts that's when the idea that it's not just about women's bodies it's about it's about women of colors' bodies. Right. It's about women of different gender identities' bodies. It's about all that. That's what intersectionality okay, look, is. Yeah. Let's, I, I let's want, focus I, on the I, Jews. I, I, want, I want to stipulate <laughs> uh, for the for the sake of argument that the Palestinians are oppressed. Let's just let's just not you know, huh? what. Let's just not argue about that. But why enforce that against the, the, Israel and not against China? Do, do you do you think it it occurs to these lame brains for one second say to themselves, well, we do think the Palestinians are oppressed. However, what are the odds that Hamas would let us have our dyke march, where in Tel Aviv we could do it without any question. Like, does, does that even does, does that even give them pause? Well, that think? gets into pinkwashing, and that right. brings up yeah. that whole conversation. Yeah, pinkwashing is actually okay. Everyone should read everything Sarah Schulman. She's a New York Jew. I actually Google it. I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, yeah, but pinkwashing is it's targeted. It was a campaign designed by Sachi and Sachi, a PR firm based here in New York to brand Israel, to improve its image uh, to tourists globally. And one of the things that they identified is that men, young men, have a lot of disposable income. And, and of young men, gay men have the most of it. So a good strategy for them was to target young gay men to come. Gay men, not Hold even Hold on, let me make it easier. No, pinkwashing is, Israel is very liberal towards its gays. I know what pinkwashing is. To distract from what's happening Steve, in Palestine. Yeah. Pinkwashing <laughs> is... <laughs> I mean, no. I, 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 and I get it. That's that's to make the the Jews look better, but it still doesn't clean up the fact that in the Arab world, in much of it, they throw homosexuals off rooftops. They don't give them. You religious know, Jews are stabbing gay people. Too. It's not, not really not, balcony. No, no, no. Yes, and in yes, in <laughs> Jerusalem, at Jerusalem Pride, a sixteen-year-old girl was a, killed a by a religious Jew. A religious Jew. person of of any religion might do something it's like the fight that. against extremism. But but like it's the not. It, it's, it's few and far between, and it's not. Uh, under the color of law, a religious Jew who stabs a gay person will go to jail as murder. Uh, in 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 the Islamic world, you have you have honor killings. Don't say Islamic world; it's not true. Not everywhere. Uh, I okay, it's in the Marines. No, no, it's almost it's almost uh, it's not everywhere, but it's, you know but how it's, many it's rampant. It's rampant. You, if you Wikipedia, there's a whole article about it. It's it's I mean, and, and in many of the countries, they literally have they don't always actually enforce it, but they have the death penalty. Where anyway? Where? where? Okay, but in by Iran. the same token, right, in South Africa, because there is this Zulu principle of corrective rape, right? A Zulu man rapes a lesbian so that she's no longer a lesbian. Does that justify apartheid? 
just because yes. that is something. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. No. Why don't you understand? No. But that's, a, that's the thing is like, first of all, you know, Jesus. It, it, <laughs> yeah, a lot of, a lot of, you know, places in the Middle East, they're, they're not, you know, um, gay friendly places. But so is the Midwest, you know. Uh, what? The Midwest. <laughs> Midwest. The Midwest. Where was Matthew Shepard murdered? Yeah, Wyoming. exactly. Yeah. And so have other places. Oh, that so. reminds me of an important thing. Can I, can I interrupt you there? Yeah. Calabria told me. Yeah. You want, you want to say it? I don't even know. What, I don't know what you're talking about. About our website? Uh, yeah, go ahead. So you wrote in one in uh, uh, oh, God. In one, you wrote a headline, Coupe d'État. <laughs> Or something like that, and I and he says, "Coop, it's coop." And wait, what did he, is that what he wrote? The, yeah, that, that was, was the joke. joke. And I know, and I and I said, "No, he's a joke," because he mispronounced it. Yeah, and he says, "Well, you can't tell because there's so many other typographical mistakes <laughs> on the website." He says, "You need somebody to fix your." He says, "We need somebody who an English speaker to 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 be in charge. Something's a capitalized, something's a not capitalized, whatever it is." So I looked at it, and he's right. It is. It could be neatened up. So I asked him. I said, "You know, your friend." And Thanks for sharing this in the air. Do you think, Stephen? Do you think that you could, you know, you could just proofread this for him? And he goes, "What for free? Spend all that time?" I'm like, "Oh, dude, what do we take you like five minutes to go, go over this for a friend?" So he's not going to do it. So we need to, wow. we need to find. This is, this is why editors wow. being laid laid off in New York Times because no one values that work. Uh, Everyone yeah. thinks, "Oh, it's easy." For, for, first of all, it. first of all, I want to I want to give the uh, the coop name <laughs> epi- uh, episode uh, credit to Deeple. He I, came yeah. up with it. I named that yeah. clip, I believe. Yeah, yeah he so. did name that clip. I was oh. on that show. I was dying to yeah. laugh when <laughs> it was, said it was really who's typing in the the title? No, I did. The data. I did. No, I typed this stuff. Okay, there's, uh, before we do, there's a website called Grammarly. I've seen it advertised. I don't know exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah, I'm being totally serious. You yeah. use it? Uh-huh. I figured you used it. And uh, I think that you can you can cut and paste something into it and it'll, it'll correct it for you? I've never done that, but yeah, probably. Oh, I'm going to tell you something else. Do you know when you're writing stuff like in Chrome, all those red lines that start underlining the words you're typing in? Oh, that's that, what the red line for? Yes, that means, that means there's something to take a closer thought, look at. I thought they liked it when they put red line on. Couldn't we have this conversation after? You just have to share with everybody. Uh, uh, no, yeah, but, because I think it's interesting. And, and I think we first should, of all, we have one of the best websites ever. Okay. <laughs> I, I tell you, one of the best parts about living in New York City is when you drive around like... Queens and New York and Brooklyn, you, you drive through neighborhoods of, of like, um, like a Korean neighborhood, even the Jew, go through Williamsburg, people where, where people who don't, like their English is not their first language and to see the spelling mistakes and yeah. the grammar, what was I just, I was in, uh, I was driving through Flushing, which is mostly Korean, Korean. Korean, and we specialize in all haircuts. That's hilarious. It, that's, that's funny. It, but it's like just, it's just so funny because yeah. you can't. You just, yeah. just, just, just but there actually is a whole website <laughs> called English E N G R I S H dot com that has just tons of these pictures from all over the that's, world that's of bad funny. translations. I used to it's see hilarious. it all the time in Beijing, in or throughout China. I was on the train once and I passed a gas station that was called Insert Text Here. <laughs> that's funny. That's, funny. That's, that's how you that's, wave a towel. That's how you swing a towel. Ah, uh, that's that's hilarious. When I, when I was young, uh, the, there used to the the deli. Uh, I guess it's not a deli anymore. Up, up, up McDougal Street, um, used to uh, be an Arab deli. You remember? Yeah. Years ago, and uh, the, the, in the old days, people would have these things where they didn't want to get pennies changes, so you would just drop your. And so there was this old Arab guy in front of us with a 
like a dish and a sign that says no penis. No penis. No penis. And nobody ever told him. <laughs> you see, but it doesn't matter. Like all this, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, people get the point that I'm trying to make. No, but 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 it would no, be, but, but you want to no. present yourself as the. I'm not talking right, about the, the website. I'm trying to person. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying. Let's just. Let's I have just, master degree from Ohio University in soccer. We heard about listen, this. You, <laughs> so this thing, about Stephen, if you want to get him animated about something, you got to give him something that he can correct. Oh, okay. So so that's what. So he was. So he's, he corrected about the website, and then of course we had this whole fight because he said I was mean to him. On the yeah, what yeah, happened? Let's, what let's happened? talk about yeah, that's this. more interesting. Yeah, and instead of, and instead of yeah, awful grammar, what happened? My grammar. Yeah, what happened? Why was Come he on. to you? Come on, Steve. Uh, what happened? Why? What did why? he say? This is not interesting. No, no. Uh, well, people are not my spelling is interesting. Podcast to 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 hear about this. No, no. That yeah. No, we want to know why why you. Uh, no, we're we're fine. Gnome and I are fine. No, he said he said he was mean to you in the yeah. podcast. He was. What did mean he say? Me. Well, he, Gnome is just mean to me. Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter what the forum is. Uh, it's fine now, but uh, you know, for a while there, it was pretty shitty. Yeah, to be honest. Like, give me an example of what he said. Like, uh, did he make fun of your spelling before? No, he would never okay. do that. That's me. My spelling is better than his. Uh, no, no, it was just you know. I find it endearing when he's mean to me. Yeah, I, I find it. It makes me. It, it warms me up to, to him. I'm sorry. No, you, it's what, just. What I mean, it was on the podcast, and then we would be downstairs, and we would be hanging out with people, and like, you know, it's one thing to be. I make uh, fun of him when he loses at pool. No, no, it's not. It's That's not just that. It doesn't matter. It because well, it he matter. once said. I don't lose. I, that was three fucking years ago. I have lost almost every game since then, by the way. I think I got my comeuppance for that. But no, it's like, you know, when we're hanging out with people who are like guests at the cellar, yeah. people, especially people that I've brought around, like people of prominence, yeah. uh, <laughs> like Nate Silver. I are. I for, a name dropper. I know. For example, uh, yeah. Nate Silver. Which and, is going to be in the show. Yeah. he's. Uh, Please get the spelling right. Go ahead. And so... <laughs> You know, if, no. if this is... I'm a writer. If, if I bring one of these sorts of people around and uh, I am, I'm wanting to make sure that they, they're comfortable and then they feel good, a way to make them feel good is to not completely throw him under the bus. I would never and do I that. I want to make but sure they're you, entertained. You, <laughs> you endeavor to throw me oh, under the bus every geez. single time one of these people comes around. No, it's really Every your head. single it's time. I'm Steve, sure. the comedy seller. The comedy com seller. What part of comedy when don't do you, you understand? When are you going to understand that? The com this is a different culture here. Now, Hatem, endeavor means... <laughs> 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 no, one time, like the thing with Silver is actually a perfect example. Uh, we were we were sitting there, me, Silver, and his sister, and his sister's friend. I was talking to the sister. He comes over, and he says, okay, Mr. Silver, I have a question for you. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, Noam finally gets a chance to talk to Nate Silver, who he's wanted to talk to, and he's been talking about for, for so long. Uh, so I'm just going to keep talking to the sister, and this is going to be fine. And then Silver starts to answer, and Noam looks at me, and he goes, are you listening? And I'm like, what the fuck, what? And obviously, Silver is not going to be impressed by this, by like this guy shitting all over his friend. Yeah. And so, I just, like when that starts to happen every single time that I bring someone around, it just like you know. Why Were you listening? <laughs> no, I wasn't because it was your conversation. <laughs> so anyway, that's no, what that the was, situation. The thing was. is that he, Nate Silver was talking, 
and and Stephen was talking at the same time. It was like two conversations going on at the same time. Yeah. And I was like, Steve, are you, and 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 when someone like Nate Silver is talking, who's quite important, usually people shut up and listen. Do you feel like this when I talk? <laughs> no, but, but what, one thing I, I do like about Noam, he doesn't like when someone's important. He still speaks like it's a normal person. He's I don't want to say starstruck. He's not. He just he's he's gets what hit on his mind out. Uh, Adrian Brody was here one time at the cellar. Uh, yeah. When he uh, right when he won the Oscars. Uh, for uh, the pa- do you know that story? Yeah, right. you, you, you can also say right before he did every DVD movie. No, no, no. <laughs> it depends how you word it. Listen, listen, listen. Go ahead. So, so I'm trying to take a picture with him, like I really like him. I was like, yeah. "Hey, Manny, can you take?" <laughs> and he was very serious, like he doesn't want to uh, fuck around, you know. And he was like, "So I was like, Manny, Manny was like the best wingman ever." I was like, he would, he would not take pictures with anybody or let anybody accept me and he would help me so I was like Manny I want to take a picture he's like okay come downstairs and I was like but he's like kind of like mean a little bit he's like oh don't worry don't worry so he, he's taking a picture and my, Manny is pausing for a second and then he look at both of us and like I can't fit both of your noses <laughs> 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 wait, wait, I'll give you, I'll top that story. Go, go to my website, go to my website, right. modilive.com. Manny went through this whole phase with a camera. He had oh, the I camera remember. and he couldn't stop. He wouldn't stop. And one night at the table was, was um, Chris Rock, Robin Williams, and somebody else. I forgot. And I just, I'm sitting there, whatever, and I see Manny with the camera, and I walk away to say hi, and Manny says to me, go back to that table and look at me and make it look like you belong. <laughs> and he took it, and I have it on my website. <laughs> it's, it's literally like, go to Modi with friends or something like that. Go to, uh, to, 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 to no, to, to, to picture gallery, yeah. Yeah, gallery, gallery with the picture. And go to, um... It should be right there. It is right there. Right. Me and Robin. So you see the right there. Click on that picture. So Manny was standing right by the the jukebox, and he says, "Go over there." They're talking about whatever they're talking about, making billions of dollars in movies. He go. So I went in there and laughed as if one of them said something funny to me. <laughs> that was man. He had this camera face. He wouldn't stop with the camera, and it was great. I know that was great. It's probably it fabricant. Like, no, that's I'll John, tell you who John that, no, Joseph. None no, of you are going to no. guess it. This is John Frankie Joseph. Pace. Oh. Of all the people to be sitting there that day, it was Frankie Pace. I love Frankie Pace. Yeah. Anyway, so that was that. That was that shot. That was just funny. Yeah, but you look you look good here. Like Frankie you. Pace's name in there. The poor guy. <laughs> You're kidding. Of oh, really. All right, maybe. Chris Rock, right. Robin Williams, and yeah, and Frankie who? It's uh, fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, that was great, and uh, we learned today um, that I need to uh, learn how to spell things. It's not gonna happen. This is you this don't is, no no you this don't, is who I am. You don't need to have, spell how to learn things. Just like Donald Trump, you just need someone to proofread it before you tweet it. That's all. It's gotta I be don't. some girl you're dating or something that knows English. <laughs> <laughs> whoa whoa whoa! He's not, he's not first massive of all, like you know. First of all, I uh, I'm a great writer, and. No. No one says you're not, just you can't spell and you can't, the grammar's a little off. Because you're not a great writer. No, what, what are you talking Maybe about? Maybe in, in Arabic you are, but no, not in No, actually I have the same problems in Arabic. I have an accent and I, I'm not good with grammar or anything because I used to travel a lot between 
See, see, my this is the problems that I'm going. And the other through. thing we learned, the other thing we learned, that you have to be nicer to the people who bring guests. Yeah, you're wrong about this. Everybody has their weaknesses. Everybody, everybody. Oh, I don't care. I don't. Ha- but the, but the, the the thing that separates the men from the boys in life is to recognize your weaknesses and then develop strategies to protect yourself from them. So, like, I'm a bad speller. I happen to be a bad speller, but I don't send out a lot of badly spelled stuff because I know I'm a bad speller. So I, I have my certain ways of making sure. You, you need to, you, since this is what every Jew say before they charge you something. <laughs> They're like, well, you just need to, uh, you know. <laughs> Swing it for the fences. Oh. Awful, awful. <laughs> you wouldn't know it was Really? I should have. So the point is that you, there's nothing to be ashamed of that you're illiterate. <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> no, no. I'm serious. Just, uh, just you know, get get one of the girls you're banging. He's right. Some somebody to just proofread it for you. That's all. We'll see. Well, I mean, from, <laughs> maybe if I have friends, they can. Step, well, that's what I thought Stephen would do, but he's he, he, from he, the point he of view. Money. The the thing is, from the see, point not of view, gonna help somebody who was raised in a war zone and didn't get a chance. <laughs> from to the learn. point of view of hot. a booker, uh, if I'm trying to convince someone, hey, like you should come on our podcast. Yeah. What they're the thing that they're going to do is they're going to click on the iTunes link and they're going to go to it and they're going to scope it out when they see that the title. Not even the the details, but the title has incorrect. But sometimes grammar. it's it's a joke. They don't know that. Well, they don't know that. What they see is a a you know something that isn't. It's either slapdash or it's. But not, that's why I purposely it seriously. It should have been. In, it should have been in, in quotation marks. E- even though that's why when when we did the coop thing, I added two O's to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think to the, make I, it look like a joke. I thought the coop thing was. I said that. I said that. I said I think yeah. you can put extra O's. It's clearly, it's not. Yeah. But uh, everything else, yeah. Yeah. That's but a, e- even if it is an inside joke, your your average person doesn't know that. If when, you put it in quotation marks, we're not aiming we'll for it. average per- people here. Our listeners are the best. Anyway, we gotta end because it was a quote. Yeah, it should be in quotation marks. So yeah, Modi, you want to share your information? ModiLive.com. And you can see Frankie Bass on his. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to his website, we have a picture of Frankie Bass. ModiLive.com, and then you can Steve, go to my Instagrams and all that stuff from there. Steve. Stephen Calabria on Instagram and Twitter at Chinabria, China Bria, B-R-I-A, and follow the Comedy Cellar. And make sure uh, to be nice to him in front of his yes. friends. <laughs> he's um, very sensitive. It's, he's it's very sensitive. I do take ownership of sometimes I am sensitive, but you can't get out of every shitty thing that you say or do by saying, oh, the person's just sensitive, or oh, I was just joking. I was clearly joking. What's your sign? Are you a Scorpio? What's your sign? Oh, I'm God. a uh, I'm a cusp cancer and Leo. Oh, oh it's almost your birthday. Happy almost birthday. Yeah, thank you, thank You're you. Welcome. Wow. Yeah, Tommy. This, yeah, at Tommy O'Malley or at Unhirable Show. Unhirable Show. Yeah, uh, Depot. Um, at R2 Depot and StreamGuru.net. <laughs> thank you. And you can go to our live <laughs> America Podcast I don't think anybody's gonna go. Uh, but uh, if you don't understand anything, you can email me and I'll explain it to you. That's, does, does that work? Or they have to read it like in the right? I mean, hot time. Okay. You, you, you do uh, what you want. So, yeah. Uh, and maybe my, Steve, my friend Steve will feel bad and help me with, you know, with the website because I grew up in a war zone. That would be the nice thing to do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't hold your breath. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much and have a good night. Good night. 
You were listening to Live from America podcast. To contact us, please go to www.livefromamericapodcast.com. Brought to you by the Comedy Cellar and Rethink Production. 